840 on the Mike Calvin Show. It's 1025 The Bone, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. Congratulations to Valerie. Yeah. Valerie was the big winner of $1,000 from right here in Bradenton. Listen to 1025 The Bone, got 1000 bucks. Another chance coming up at 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 5 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock. Yes. I keep wanting to say noon. To screwing it up, right? If anyway, you say noon, that'll get you over it. Yeah, um, yeah, that is the bone bonus. Your chance to win cash happening now. Uh, this is the part where I feel uncomfortable, where a uh, Hollywood star has to walk through my garage to come in here. <laughs> I, would just, I was just thinking, I don't know if he's going to fit in that chair. I gotta see. First, I'll see Spanish and see how tiny Spanish is. <laughs> there's David, and there's uh, that is that is not uh, Quentin Aaron. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Come in, sit on the couch there. Good to see you, buddy. How are you? There you. I wanted to look. I wanted to see what it was like to look at you, Spanish, and look like a real man walking in behind you. There it is, gentlemen. Come in, uh, Quentin. Sit right here, buddy. Um, I'm hold on. I'm trying to see if I had to fight Quentin, no. would I just roll in a ball and cry, yeah. or would I let him just beat me to death? I don't know how it would go. How you doing, pal? Nice to see you. You too, you too. How uh, you doing? We, we, have, uh, we have met briefly uh, once or twice at different charity events. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's sexy, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I think the first time was at Derek Brooks's charity event years ago. Now, do you live in this area? I, well, not this area. Like, in in yeah. Florida, in, this, in the Tampa Bay area? Like Valrico. Valrico, okay. Yeah. Now, did you, you didn't grow up here, did you? N- uh, no. kind of feel like it. I'm a nomad. Yeah, yeah. I a wanderer. I'm from New York. Where where in New York? The Bronx. The Bro- oh, okay. And uh and how long have you been moving around? I think the question is how long have I not been Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well so I I mean I've been I've done a total of eighteen years of my life in New York. Right. Eighteen years everywhere else. So that's see I like that. If I didn't have kids, that's how I would be. I would just be moving all the time. I, I think want, that's probably why I don't have kids yet cuz I move too damn much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until I need to sit still. I want to see <laughs> I want to see as much as I can. I want to get out there and do as much as I can. So much, yeah. so explain this to me. So I, I don't know if you noticed yet, but I'm a big guy too. Um I didn't get that. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh but I so I know that I'm no Tom Cruise. I know I'm no <laughs> Denzel Washington. There was no chance for me that I was going to be in the movies. That's probably what I thought, but then all of a sudden the Sopranos came out, and I was like, nah, I could have done that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But it was too late now, because so, now I'm old and ugly, so it's a, it's a combination. But you, nope. how, do you get into, how do you get into acting? What was the first thing you did? See, the beauty about this business is you're never too old. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's career started at 50. But he looked like he was 50 when he was at, remember Electric Company, when he was on that show when we were kids? And I don't know if you remember that, but when I was a kid, there was Sesame Street and the Electric Company in New York. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman was on the Electric Company, and he still looked like he was... He had to be, like, in his 30s, but he still looked like he was in his 50s. He's been in his, in his 70s his whole life, that poor guy. Exactly. All right, exactly. so so what are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing before you get into acting? Oh, man. I was a, a barista, a janitor. You, where were uh, you a barista? Starbucks? Starbucks. Yeah. What, what, uh, look at my coffee and try to identify it. Ooh, that is probably uh, iced coffee with 
Probably some flavor syrup in it and skim milk. Uh, how dare you? I'm a man. That is a that is a cold brew. I was trying to, you know, I know, I know. It is straight up cold brew, no flavor in it, and heavy cream. There you go. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. There we go. Um, I I don't know. There's too many. I think that I would be great at working the window, but there's too many recipes for me to work the rest of the counter. There's too many things now. There's oat oh, milk, dude. goat milk, almond milk. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It's ridiculous. When I first started working there, you know, and they tried to teach you the bar, I was like, I'd just rather stay on the register. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the register was so confusing. I was like, teach me the bar. <laughs> I think at one point I was running around just, I was I'm happy with cleaning the place. Let me just clean the place. <laughs> Man, it was intimidating. All right, so when do you now bring me to the acting? When do we do that? Um, well, I started acting as a child, actually. I uh, did a lot of theater in high school and stuff. And you it was did? mainly because I drove my mom crazy all the time at uh-huh. home. And I was always pretending to be characters that I watched on TV. Like who? This, who did you like? Like before I knew I wanted to be an actor. I right. thought I wanted to be Batman. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, when I when I get older, Batman's going to be a grandpa, so I'm going to take up the mantle. And uh-huh. I'm gonna be the, oh, you'll be the next Batman. Yeah, I'm going to be the Dark Knight. All right, I get it. That you made know, sense. So, so, yeah, so I tried to be Batman, but, you know, growing up as a kid in a neighborhood where you ain't really have a lot of money, you had to make do with your costumes. So right. I had, like, tidy whities with Batman on it. <laughs> I had a bath towel with a bat, bat symbol on the back and right. my mom's black stockings. <laughs> that, was, that was my costume. By the way, you'd be immediately identified. Uh, I think it's that 6'8 guy right there. <laughs> he was wearing stockings, but I'm pretty sure that's him. Sorry, I forget to tell people Galvin's back at the studio. And all of a sudden you talk <laughs> to him. Like, what is it? I was oh, above you. Yeah. So, who's yeah. that? <laughs> so, uh, so, okay, so you've got it in your, in your blood. You know, you, you like it and you want to do much, it. Yeah. So, what's the first uh, real like? Do you start going on auditions or how does that work? Um, well, I didn't start auditioning until later on in life. But uh, yeah, when I when I finally started doing that, my mom jumped on and became my momager. Uh-huh. Started submitting me for stuff and everything. But um, the first movie I got on was a movie called Be Kind Rewind with uh Jack Black, Most Def, Danny yeah. Glover, you know, and um. That's I a went, pretty good first project to exactly, have all those guys exactly. on. Exactly. Sigourney Weaver was even in it. It was pretty cool. Uh, and that happened by chance. A friend of mine who I met when I was working at Starbucks actually had become a, a casting director. Uh-huh. And he was casting his movie in, in New Jersey, and they needed a big dude. And he was like, you're the big dude I need. I mean, the biggest dude I know, so right. you want to be in a movie. And I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm stalking Batman from the Bronx. Of course exactly, I want to be an actor. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, went there, met the director, met everybody. One scene turned into me working on the movie for a month because they liked me so much. Oh, so good for you. Cool. And then that kind of jump-started everything. And uh, three years later, The Blind Side came about, and the rest was history. So for that first movie, was the money good at all or no? No. No. But you do, but I, having been on sets before... We know that the one thing that you get that, uh, I, and I, I grew up a poor kid in New York too. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're on a movie set and they're feeding you like six times oh, a yeah. day the best food ever. You're like, I don't even care if I get paid for this. Do you walk into the the the, the they had this little thing? It's like crafty. Yeah. Whereas like everything you see in the stores is there and it's like free and I'm like that that too. Yeah. That's, so I can just put that in my right. You don't even have to steal and it. Walk away. Yeah. And y'all not gonna chase. And there's ice cream later. <laughs> you want to come back and get ice cream? It's ama- It's a- the food on Crazy. on Hollywood sets is the most amazing thing you'll oh, ever, yeah. you'll ever see. All right. So now Blindside, you audition for that, or somebody say, hey, we know a big guy. Uh, that would be good. 
No, so my mom got me the audition for it. Uh, That's a tough thing because that movie had some pretty uh, heavy hitters in it to Mm -hmm. uh, take a guy with little experience to take that big role. The cool thing is they casted them all around me. Oh, really? I was the so first they, person they got you cast. first. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. And they went, like, let's put him with her and him. And they, they, so I was the first. I was no, numero uno. Who, anybody, so like, who, cool. we always love to hear, like, who are some other choices for the main roles? Like, before the Sandra Bullock role, the Tim McGraw role, did you get close to so anybody before else? Before Sandra Bullock, they actually approached uh, Julia Roberts. Oh, that's not so bad. Julia Roberts kept saying no. Why? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, she, they, they went after her. It was with a different studio at the time. It was with 20th Century Fox. Okay. And because Julia didn't want to do it, they shelved it for the duration of their option, which was like a year. Right. And so all of 2008, we didn't hear anything. And in 2009, once it picked back up, the produ- the original producer, Gil Netter, took it from Fox and went back to the producers at Alcon who had a deal distributing with uh, Warner Brothers. Okay. And so they immediately started approaching. They approached me first, and then they started going after Sandra Bullock. What's great is the blind side made over $300 million. How bad has that got to burn their ass for not doing it the first time? We couldn't get Julia Roberts, and we shouted, (laughs) and they got rid of it, and they lost out on $300 million. Exactly. Uh, Okay, so um, did you enjoy making it? Was it... uh, I did. Yeah. I did. I mean, uh, as an actor, that was the role of a lifetime. Yeah. You know I mean? Every actor wants that opportunity at some point in their career. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's a big way to start out. I mean, really, that's a... That movie was huge itself, but you had good actors, you had big names in it, and it was well-received by everybody. Critics liked it, the fans liked it, and it's one of those movies that comes on, and when it comes on, you're like, oh, I'll watch it for five minutes, and I watched another hour of the movie. <laughs> Even though, Now, how well did you get to know the real people in the movie? Did you spend a lot of time with, uh, with the, the family and with uh, they, the Michael Orr? They came by set some. Uh, Michael Orr didn't. Yeah. I didn't meet him until he was in the probably like his second or third year in the league. Okay. Yeah, because he was, at the time, he was going through combine and trying to get drafted, and he wanted to distance himself from the fact that there's a movie being made about him while trying to get into the NFL. Yeah, those priorities. So, yeah, he he separated himself from the filmmaking process, and uh, I didn't meet him until later. Okay. And uh, and the family, you like them? Because that woman seemed like she's kind of annoying. No, no, no. Even Sandra Bullock was kind of annoying. She was like she nailed her pretty good. She 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 got her pretty good, but she was she wasn't annoying. She was more of a get her done type of chick. Right, you know right, what I mean? right. She's like you need a you need someone that's gonna you know fight for you on your behalf and get the things done that you don't know how to do. That was Leanne. That right. was what she was all about. Um, she actually was part of the reason why. A lot of other opportunities opened up for me after the movie. Oh, yeah? You know, that wasn't contracted, so it was pretty cool. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, this is Quentin Aaron, who is here in the studio with us. And I know The Blind Side was out a while ago, but this is our first opportunity to have you on. So I always want to know the backstory and how everything's going. I appreciate it. And, yeah, I know. And then uh, now, one of the great things that I, that I think, and like I said, the first time I ever saw you was at Derek Brooks Charity, was that you're a guy who who knows that once you have some fame, 
you could do good things with that fame. And it seems like you've, like you and Titus and those, like I do charity stuff, but um, I, you know, I'm also very selfish. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I try to take care of myself for a while. But no, seriously, you guys really have used your power for good, and I think that that is, that is great, and that's why you're here today. Now we got a motorcycle raffle going. Now this yes. is benefiting. Uh, Forgotten Angels. We have Prolos. Throw that headset on, David. This is David. David is uh, runs the Forgotten Angels here in the uh, Brandon Valrico area, who I've been uh, come friends with in the last couple of years, and who I realize whatever I do for my charity, basically I want to go there because mm-hmm. of the great work that you guys do. Um, uh, my wife is a counselor. She works with a, a girls' school, and I wasn't till really she started working there that I realized that there's so many just horrible situations out there for these kids and nobody to look out for these kids. And you grew up in the poor in the Bronx. I grew up poor in Staten Island. And at the time, we both thought we had it crappy. And then we look around and we're like, we actually didn't have it so bad off when we see some of these other kids. Oh, yeah. And now if there's anything we could do to, to help out, uh, we are happy to do so. So now we're raffling off. Now, I understand you did a raffle before that was very successful. Yeah, we... Um... <clears throat> Had a motorcycle donated by a gentleman named uh, Jared Weems right. of uh, Weems Motor Co. His story, very briefly, military, um, got out because of a uh, injury, um, had seizures, decided that he didn't want to be into motorcycles any longer. Bit Probably by- not a good combination, <laughs> yeah, seizures and motorcycles. Exactly, yeah. but he got bit by the bug um, last year, uh, started to build a motorcycle from a Dave Mann picture. Dave Mann is most aptly known from Easy Rider magazine. He used to paint the posters that was the, the, the centerfold of okay. the Easy Rider magazine. Uh, Dave Mann had only painted uh, two Triumph motorcycles, and Jared Weems has built both of them. One of them he um, donated to Forgotten Angels to uh, to raffle off, and um, you know, really honored that uh, we raised... $106,200 with that motorcycle. That is so great. Yeah. And so the gentleman beside me, who you, you, you will hear in a few seconds, possibly, I don't know. We'll yeah, see how yeah, this yeah. goes. But um, um, he goes by the name of Shade Tree Surgeon. That's his YouTube channel. He's got over 200,000 subscribers. And um, a, a huge percentage of the revenue that was generated for that raffle was a result of, of Josh's channel and his... Exposing his, his, it to everybody? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And so he's got a huge personality. It's funny, you guys don't know how much alike you actually are. Give, Joe, give him your headset since you're basically useless anyway. Just give it to him. <laughs> and, I mean, look, he's going to call it. He's just been sitting there for a half hour and saying, goddamn thing. Uh, nice to meet you, man. How are hey, you doing? Nice, nice to meet you as Do well. Do me a favor. Say it again slow so everybody knows how to look up. Shade? Uh, shade Tree Surgeon. Shade Tree yeah. Surgeon. Okay. And you and uh, you were, uh, what did you review with the motor? What did you do with the motorcycle? Uh, I, I just randomly, um, through Instagram and everything like that, had seen that Jared Weems was building the motorcycle, and I thought it was interesting. So I sent him a message and said, hey, can I come, can I come do a video on this bike? I do nothing about anything. I just right. knew he was building it from a painting, and David Mann's a famous motorcycle painter, and I had no idea. I thought he might be a jerk when I went over there, because a lot of guys <laughs> a lot of guys who are really good at building motorcycles are, are jerks. They're jerks. Yeah. They uh, think that that's the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there are. He watches Orange County Chopper exactly. guys, yeah. Well, I went over there, and I heard his whole story, and uh, I just absolutely was super moved, and you know, I... I I don't know. It just it blew me away, and he told me about Forgotten Angels and all this stuff. And um, I, at that point, I really wanted to get involved, so I started talking about it a lot on the on the channel. And what you know, what other stuff? Do me pull that mic right in front of your mouth. What other stuff do you do on the channel? 
It's just, just motorcycle stuff. Oh, it, okay. Yeah, so it's yeah, all yeah, in that yeah. community. Yeah. And I don't... Listen, I decided a long time ago, as cool as it would be... I'm talking about back from Fonzie days, <laughs> Evil Knievel days. As cool as it would be to be on a motorcycle, that is not meant for me. <laughs> I am not... I am not... Um, uh, balanced in any way whatsoever, and although I would enjoy it a little bit, that surely would be the way that I would die. But yeah. I admire, <laughs> I, I think that motorcycles are beautiful, I admire people that ride them, and, and the other thing is that that dirty, uh, skeevy, tattooed community of bikers, and I say that with dirty teeth, oh, just tattooed myself, uh, are some of the most generous and giving and caring people you ever meet, and they are definitely uh, judged by the way they look all the time by people, but they are some of the sweetest, nicest military guys, local guys that really care and help out charities more. And charities protecting children, getting rid of pedophiles, they do they do so yeah. much work. Yeah. It's just, what I always say is it's just bad people doing good things. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a very good person. I'm just trying to get into the black on karma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this will work just as good as anything, right? <laughs> uh, so you go over there and you expose it on your YouTube channel, yeah. and uh, that community is now uh, opened up to it. And that is what we're hoping to do today is that uh, to talk about these sort of things so that people who aren't familiar with it, like I, like I, I'm not, I'm not your sappy uh, story guy every week. Nobody wants to hear that on the radio on their way to work every day. But if there's just an idea that we might connect with some people that are interested, even if they don't, even if you're, even if you're a cult, uh, dead hearted, but you still just love motorcycles, you could still be involved. So what is, what is the next thing we're doing? Well, um, through Josh's relationship with Burt's Barracuda, Harley Davidson, they've donated also a, great people. Yeah, they've yeah. donated another motorcycle. Um, it's a 2020 Road King that they've just put all the bells and whistles on it. Um, on Josh's channel, he um, aptly named it Road King Kong. So it's actually a uh, a character on his on his uh, YouTube it was, channel. It was when they initially they gave it to me, right? As like a you know we don't have a con track nothing in writing but i've got a great relationship with them i got a lot of friends that work there and yeah. they said hey you can build out a motorcycle your dream bike with all all the money i think the total bill for the motorcycle with everything on it came out to like forty two thousand dollars like okay. it's a really expensive bike um and then i'd had it for a while and it's been in the vid bunch of videos and you know birds are good people but we also were kind of holding the you know you go up there and you're saying like hey so how about we give this motorcycle away to Forgotten Angels and tell the whole story? Like, what are you supposed to say? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Well, I, yeah, they're kids, and they, have, they need help, and you're going to be like the guy that goes, no, we're not interested in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah what do you What do you use guilt on your side? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Uh, okay, so how can people buy the, uh, the raffle tickets? Where can they get them? How much are they? Uh, because I'd like to see, I mean, it's all cool that you guys made $106,000 last time, but I'd like to get at least 110. I mean, I, I have the, com the competitor in me wants to beat the last one now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that'll be easy because, uh, we're only four days into the next raffle and we've already raised $42,000. Holy cow. So you're already, the bike's yeah. already paid for it. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's the price of the bike. Okay. Yeah. So what's a, how do they do it? Where do they find it? Uh, so it's a rafflecreator.com Road King Kong. If you just search it on there, it's also... Well, I'll link it over to our Facebook yeah. page and our Instagram, it's, uh, too. It's also available in any of the descriptions of my YouTube videos. I'm sure that Jared has it in the description. I just, I had it in the description of... You know, we're very similar. Like I said, I'm selfish, too. I had it in the description of my Instagram, but I did release uh, shirts and stickers yesterday, so I changed it back to my website. <laughs> <laughs> 
I understand. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, Instagram is so cheap. So cheap with the with the links. They only the have the one link. That's yeah. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So then uh, I'll link it up to our Facebook page and the uh, Cal the Family Foundation and all that stuff, so we can get it out there. Now you don't ride motorcycles, do you? Not yet, but um. You're not learning. even toying with the idea, are you? No, no. I'm gonna be learning. I'm gonna be learning definitely. If you I learn, wrote, maybe I'll I learn. Wrote, uh, oh, 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 say that again, Mike Calter. If 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 Quentin gets on the bike, I'll get on the bike next to him, and we'll be the we'll be the new motorcycle. Ebony pack. and Ivory. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be playing that song in the background while you guys ride. It'll be our theme. No, another, another song we gotta we gotta have the boys on back on bikes. Yeah. <laughs> the boys are back in town. Yeah. That's gonna be our version. Of Look, I gotta tell you though, I think that I'm too. I'm too. Like I, I, you can do it. I know. I, I know that I can. I just don't think after a while I think it's going to bite me in the ass. Like, I'll get comfortable, and then all of a sudden I'll be like. Well, see, you can't think about that. Yeah, yeah I, we like, have to think about that because I don't want to die. No, you can't think about that because I, I don't want to think about yeah. that. <laughs> so don't make me think uh, about that because. Uh, let it, me just it, tell you. I'm gonna, back in the mind somewhere. I'm going to put this out there right now because you seem like a really nice guy, and I want to tell you this. <laughs> um, you're, you're, if you, something ever happened to you on a motorcycle. This is what everybody's going to say. Oh, it's such a shame. He had such a good career ahead of him. He's such a young guy. He was so nice. And, then, and uh, you're going to be like, he ruined it by getting on that motorcycle. I'm just saying. I'm putting that out there right now. Me at my age, I'm going to be like, well, he lived a good life. It was good. You, you look, how old are you? You look considerably younger. Uh, 36. Oh, 36? You can't. Yeah. You have a whole life ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's the what's the uh, chick situation? You got a girlfriend? I'm sure after that movie, you were like, <laughs> um, no, not at the moment. Yeah, I'm good. actually just taking some me time. I travel too much. I'm, you know, you got all the excuses loaded right there. I'm sorry, baby. I travel too much. <laughs> I do, I travel too much. I don't. It does. I don't have any kids yet. Never yeah. been married. Um, one day. But not right now. Well, only too long. You know what? Trust me. I'm going to be 50 this year trying to keep up with an 8-year-old uh, girl running around. The other day I was playing soccer. After 15 minutes, I was like, hey, we're done, right? This is 15 minutes of running around in, in the sun. I'm just letting you know now. It goes oh, yeah. quick. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I know that. <laughs> if you, I know that feeling. If you had to call Sandra Bullock on the phone, would she take your phone call right now? Uh, No. No, I don't have her number. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shame because in that movie she just seemed like she really loved you. <laughs> She's a good actress. <laughs> Seemed. I didn't say we're not in touch. I just yeah, said I don't yeah. have her phone number. I know. I got you. I got no, you. but uh, yeah, it's um, I, I think nowadays people don't really use the phone as much. It's true. You can email her. Dear Sandra, remember me? I was the big five from the blind side. <laughs> I was the guy that got you the first Oscar of your career. That's right. That's right. Good for that you. That guy. Mm -hmm. uh, what's next movie-wise? You got any, you thinking about doing more of that stuff? Uh, I, I recently started my own production company. Let's make a movie. BOM Productions. I'm working on a documentary right now called Best of Me, the Quentin Aaron story where I'll be telling my life story, but also going on a weight loss journey to get in the best shape of my life. Uh -oh. um, it's motivated by a promise I made to my mom who passed away back in 08 uh, to always seek the best version of myself. So that's the 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 gears yeah. behind the documentary. And So what are you going to do? You're going to go working out, diet, diet? Look, I'm a fat guy. It's hard. I relate it's, to you. It's more of a lifestyle, but it's like I'm treating it like a marathon yeah. and not... You know, this is something I'm going to do until I get here, and then I'm going to stop. I'm just going to keep going. So I don't I don't call it dieting because I got the moment you. somebody sees you doing something that's not 
based on what you said you were doing. Oh, I thought you were dying. Nah. Shut up, shut up, shut up and get out of my face. Now, see, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost punched a guy at work because I was eating exactly. popcorn walk day, and he walked up to me and goes, then I'm going to die. I thought you were supposed to be losing oh, weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, you know. You know, I'm, I'm going to lose some weight when I shove this size 22 <laughs> somewhere where it can't be seen. Now you have a size 22? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. We have a kid at work. He's got size 18 shoes. And I feel bad for him whenever I go like the TJ Maxx, and they always have the like ten, twelve, and then they have like this sad section to eighteen, nineteen, <laughs> exactly. twenty. Yeah, we, I'm like, we I, gotta I go, go to Ross, a Burlington as well. Yeah, yeah. you find those throwaway pairs. You're getting three pairs of shoes made into one, is what you're doing. Yeah, that's that's much, a yeah. long ass shoe, dude. I just found a, a a dope pair of Dwight Howard sneakers uh, in my size a couple of days ago for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, like, see, see, that's good. On the opposite end, the little guys, you might have noticed there's some elves that work on this show. The little guys, they could also still buy, like how you can go to Ross and get throwaway shoes, they can buy kids' clothes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, that, that's the part I saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, probably, you probably know that. Uh, yeah, if you can get kids' clothes, you get the same shirt, just only nine bucks. How do you like that? Pretty much, yeah. Listen, uh, I, I thank you for your uh, dedication to helping people out and using your celebrity to uh, get uh, attention towards not only Forgotten Angels, but the other charities that I see you pop up at and taking pictures of people all the time. I think that's really important. Well, I, I think that it's important to, you know, basically state, you know, even with my connection to Forgotten Angels. So David uh, was my executive director. Uh, before we got involved with Forgotten Angels. And me and him have been all over the country together and speaking to kids. So that's kind of basically our our platform. That's what we do. And any chance we get to help them, it's what we're about. And so when the opportunity came along to get involved with Forgotten Angels has going on yeah. and to help raise money for their cause because it's amazing what they're doing for all of these kids and it's much needed because when you think about where you came from and how one little thing in your life could have landed you yep. in that same position that much of these kids are in, you know, you start to feel blessed and privileged and and, and gracious that your life didn't go that path. So it's and, like, and also you know, the one person that you meet that could help turn things around. Exactly. It could be one. It could be one interaction with you. Exactly. It could be one interaction with David. With any of these guys, that could, look. If I look at this guy and I go, this guy has got tattoos and a hat and a beard, and he's got two hundred thousand people. Following. Like you, let people know that that that, I, that is what I could do. I I want to. That's what I want to do. You give somebody a little inspiration. You can be like, I could follow my dreams and be like that guy. It only takes one person, one second exactly. to have that experience. So if, the more you provide for those kids, the better. And and I have been out there and I have seen uh, the property and I see what they do and I met the kids and uh, I think it's wonderful. And I think the more we can help them grow. The more they do for the kids, and then the what people realize is that more of those kids become active members of society, and it helps everybody out. So this isn't all about just a certain group. This is about everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think this is great. I hope. Look, I hope. Uh, I, I we're. I know we're number one in the ratings. We're also number one in motorcycle guys. I know that for <laughs> sure. That's awesome. So I can tell you, I don't care what radio stations playing. Uh, 
old um, rock music right now, we are number one with Motorcycle Guys. So give, give me a favor. Give me out the raffle page again, and then I'll link it up to the social media so we uh, so we know how to find it. It's on rafflecreator.com. Rafflecreator.com. And you would slash Road King, King Kong. Road King Kong. Yeah. Okay. I think there's some numbers in there in the actual URL. So it'll come up. Uh, but if you I put mean, in Road King Kong, yeah, it'll, it'll come up. you got to do an extra step of just search. If you just search Raffle Creator, Road King Kong, into Google search, it'll be the first result. I'll well. make it an easy link on our yeah. Facebook and our Instagram and all that stuff. And uh, seriously, when do we know when it ends? It ends October the twenty third. Okay, so this would be a nice, yeah, yeah, nice Christmas gift for, for you to have for yeah, somebody. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll get on it. Uh, and gentlemen, thank you all for coming in, lady. Appreciate you all being here. And uh, listen, you're here. You live in the area. If you ever want to get together and. I don't know, start our own Fat Guy Fight Club. I'm down. I don't know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> just know that you're, you're, you're uh, the yin to your yang. It's just a couple of miles away. There we go. All right, pal. Uh, all right, we got to take people a... people into buying tickets. Yeah, we're going to get the <laughs> tickets, and we'll keep promoting it uh, through the um, through the summer, and hopefully we'll raise a, uh, a ton of money. Thanks, Mike. Great yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. It's the Mike Caldas Show. This is 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to... 